0: The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.
1: In the spirit of grace when suddenly there came a sound of rushing mighty wind, the Holy Ghost began to be poured out upon all men. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the yeah. Spoken by the prophet Joel. Papa John, in the last days, I pour out my spirit, saving the Lord. They've had too much to drink. Peter said these men on my drunk, as she supposed. He suppose commenced the preaching and the wheel began to flow. They caught our in and breath, and what shall we do? Repent and be baptized, every one of you. I don't see that. Smoke Spoke bottle, a it, Joe. Oh, 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 see that. Has I an mean that you can't dispute the facts The fire's still burning just like the book of Acts He fills you with the spirit, you will speak with other tongues That's still the way that the Holy Ghost comes hi, 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 hi. This is it this is i it. spoken by the prophet Joe.
2: Mr. Bob here, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Good to have you tonight. Good to have you listening tonight. And we got people texting us already. They must have my text number memorized. But hello to uh, the Schulers in Grafton, the Hostetlers in Pennsylvania. We've got uh, Carl and Jeannie in Michigan. We've got Tristan listening in Belfield. Tristan, how are you doing? I heard you've been a pretty sick boy. And uh, we've got Lori listening here in Dickinson. We've got uh, text from our team that went down to the women's prison, had 11, 11 ladies in those services last or tonight, and we had a great service at the county jail too. And you are tuning in right now. Live program, tell it like it is. Hello, Connor. Connor's listening tonight. Live program, tell it like it is radio show. And uh, we're coming live from Dickinson, North Dakota, the, the uh, studio of KDIX. AM radio here. And so you might be listening that way on 12:30 AM and that broadcasts all over this area of the Dickinson North Dakota area then we also are on their website which is kdix.net and also we are coming to you live on Holy Ghost Radio channel 2 and and uh, these programs are back up to being recorded again on a podcast. We went a long time without recording them and now you can listen to them over again if you want to on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. Um, it takes a while to get them downloaded on there, but uh, if you ever care to listen to them again, you certainly can. Text me tonight, uh, as many of you have already, 701-290-7862. 701-290-7862. You can email me, robertsimons 58 at gmail.com. We have some Portalis's listening in the Breckenridge area, Breckenridge, Minnesota, tonight. And so just all kinds of different people listening, uh, just, uh, checking, um oh, I'm not gonna do that, Jacek. I'm not gonna do that. So he, uh, I've got a, a young man named Jacek that wants me to say something, but I'm not gonna say it. So, uh, but anyway, the, uh, uh, if you're listening on overseas, of course, do send me that email, and we usually do get some from, from that type of thing, tonight I've got a uh, kind of a hard-hitting program, but also a program that that uh, I kind of just put together in the last ten, fifteen minutes sitting here in the studio, kind of. And so, um, and so, you'll have to uh, forgive me if it's not, you know, my top professional program that I usually do. <laughs> one lady uh, told me one time, "I love your program. It's so." Sp- uh, spontaneous. So and I think that was a way of saying that it wasn't well planned out. I hope hopefully it doesn't come across that way. But uh we are going to uh be having some guest speakers, not not for the next two weeks, but after that we'll be having some guest speakers here in the radio program. I'm gonna talk tonight about um I want to talk about uh the title of this is going to be What Happened in your church today? What Happened in Your Church Today? That's the title. Let me read you out of the book of Mark, Mark chapter 16, and we're going to start reading in in verse 15 of Mark 16. This is Jesus speaking here, and he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature course, that's talking about human creatures. (laughs) He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And so we see here that not only do you need to believe, but you need to be baptized to be saved. And so uh, we're not going to talk about that tonight, but we certainly have in the past many, many times. Uh, Baptism is a crucial part of Salvation. That's why it's important that you're baptized correctly. According, when I say correctly, not according to Pastor Bob, but according to the Bible. Uh, the Bible way of baptism is baptism using the name of Jesus Christ. And baptism, the word itself means to immerse. And so, if you were sprinkled as a baby, and you weren't baptized in the name of Jesus. You weren't baptized the bible way matthew twenty eight nineteen Jesus said baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, of course are not names, and jesus didn't even if they were names, he didn't say in the names of the Father, Son and Holy Ghost, and so we we understand because the apostles baptized when when there's recorded uh, instances of of the baptism of the apostles. They baptized in the name of Jesus. That's what they did. Well, I'm not talking about that tonight, but I did get it in, didn't I? Here's what I want to talk about. It says in verse 18 of Mark 16, And these signs shall follow them that believe. And uh, and I want to talk about this tonight. It says, In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. I want to talk about this tonight. I want to talk about this concept that it says that these signs shall follow them that believe. One of the signs there is that they shall speak with new tongues. Another one says they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. These are the signs of the Christian church. These are signs of the believers. The believers coming together. My question tonight, and I'm going to um, have Abe play a song. Abe's in the studio tonight. Cooper's in the studio tonight. Uh, One of my other grandsons. He's never been here before, have you? Oh, you have been here. Okay. But um, is what happened at your church today? And I'm going to tell you a little bit about what happened at ours.
3: Apostolic tongue-talking holy rolling, born again Heaven-bound believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name I've been washed in the blood, sanctified by the spirit of brother I believe in holiness and I suggest that you can do the same I was set free out of Pentecostal water on my knees Would you pardon me if I'm not ashamed To be a one God, apostolic tongue-talking holy rolling, born again Heaven-bound believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name You won't catch me preaching on the street I'm too shy to talk to people when we meet Then one day out on town square A bunch of kids were gathered there Throwing beer cans at the law and shouting peace I did not intend to interfere But someone started screaming in my ear So I laid both hands on his head And I prayed while he turned red And the other kid said, let's get out of here I'm a one God apostolic tongue, talking, holy rolling, born again, heaven bound, believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name. I've been washed in the blood, sanctified by the Spirit, brother. I believe in holiness, and I suggest that you to do the same. I was set free at a Pentecostal altar, on my knees. Will you pardon me if I'm not ashamed? To be a one-God apostolic tongue, talking, holy rolling, born again, heaven bound, believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name. I never testify at school. People will say that I'm not cool. And one day I had enough of that evolution stuff. So I stood right up and I said, God's word is true. My teacher did not know what to do. It seemed like he was shaking in his shoes. Though he knew I meant no me by the arm, and said, Son, what religion are you? I'm a one God, apostolic tongue, tongue, holy, rolling, born again, heaven-bound believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name. I've been washed in the blood, sanctified by the Spirit, sir, I believe in holiness, and I suggest that you to do the same. I was set free at a Pentecostal altar on my knees, would you pardon me if I'm not ashamed to be a one God, apostolic tongue, tongue, and holy, rolling, born again, heaven-bound believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name. On the job, I never say a word. I figure they all know I go to church. But when my boss man called me in for a tonic and some gin, I began to think perhaps he hasn't heard. So I said, No sir, I am not the drinking kind, excepting for a thing they call new wine. Has he lost his cigar smoke? It seemed like he would choke. I proceeded to explain it one more time. I'm that one God, apostolic tongue, talking, holy, rolling, born again, heaven bound believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name. I've been washed in the blood, sanctified by the Spirit, brother. I believe in holiness, and I should you to do the same. I was set free at a Pentecostal all on the knees. Will you pardon me if I'm not ashamed? To be a one God, apostolic tongue, talking, holy, rolling, born again, heaven bound believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name. Now I can sing until I'm out of breath. Death. I could use up all my brains till nothing much remains. But there's one thing I'm praying I don't forget. Cause last night at that Walmart where I shop, a preacher in a pickup truck yelled, Stop right there and tell me straight are you still saved and in the truth? Well, I shouted back across that parking lot, I'm still. Hey, one God, i have tongue-talking, holy, rolling, born again, heaven-bound, believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name. I've been washed in the blood, sanctified by the Spirit, brother, I believe in holiness, and that's just you, you, same. I was that free, out of Pentecost, water on my knees, would pardon me if I'm not ashamed. Be a one God, apostolic, tongue-talking, holy, rolling, born again, heaven-bound, believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name.
2: Pastor Bob, that's uh, that's an old Pentecostal song by Lance Appleton. Good to have you listening tonight. And as I always say, text me seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two. I did get an email from the Philippines. Glad that Stormy's listening tonight. The uh, he's a faithful listener there. Uh, the uh, we're talking about what happened at your church today. And I'm going somewhere with this because I believe there are many people and many churches that do not have the Pentecostal experience going on in their churches. This afternoon at our county jail where where I conduct two services every Sunday, there is a, a lady interrupted or she raised her hand and said, so what is, what does it? Like, what is a Pentecostal church? She had no idea. That's fine. That was a good question. What does it mean to have a Pentecostal church? Well, I explained to her, and of course I loved the question, and uh, her question is maybe possibly one of the reasons I'm doing this program tonight, because I think there's a lot of people that don't understand what it means to be Pentecostal. We believe that the power of, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit that happened on the day of Pentecost that was a particular day uh, around two thousand years ago that that is still in effect today and should happen on a regular basis in church and so when I ask you what happened in your church today, was there anybody speaking in tongues was there anybody healed? That's my question. Now, I can't say that every Pentecostal church service has that happen in it. Sometimes there are times of teaching, sometimes there are times of other things. But I want to tell you that this is somewhat normal for a Pentecostal church. Somebody just texted me. They said they can tell you what happened in our church today. Three people got the baptism of the Holy Ghost today. And that's exactly where I'm going, Joe. That's exactly where we're going with this. Let me turn your, your attention to Acts chapter 2. Now, in Acts chapter 2, uh, just a little little information about this. Jesus had had died, risen from the dead, and ascended into heaven and told his disciples, uh, and, and about 120 people that were his closest followers, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, was with this group, he told them in Acts chapter one to go into Jerusalem and to tarry there, to wait there. And he said, Until you are endued with power from on high. Acts chapter one and verse four. And so they did that. Jesus ascended to heaven, they waited in Jerusalem, they prayed, they waited, and they they waited for ten days. And in Acts chapter 2 and verse 1, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Well, that's verse 4. In verse 5, a, a, a giant crowd began to gather around, and they heard these people speaking in tongues and even recognized the languages they were saying. They heard, uh, the, it's, it names in Acts chapter 2, starting with verse 6, it names uh, in verse all the way through uh, verse 11, it names all the different countries there that were there gathered for the Feast of Pentecost, which was a Jewish holiday. And they heard them speaking in a language that they knew, even though these men were not fluent in any of those languages. And what they heard, when they recognized the tongue, it said that they heard them speak in, in our tongues, the wonderful works of God. And so God was doing a supernatural thing here. He was allowing the, These 120 people, these first people that had received the Holy Spirit, like it says in verses 1 through 4, they were speaking in in languages that were recognizable. But other people were there and were doubting what was going on, and they said one to another, "Uh, these men are just drunk. That's why they're acting so goofy. And in Acts chapter 2 and verse 14, Peter stood up, with the eleven backing him there, the other eleven disciples, he said to them, You men of Judah, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. These men are not drunken, as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy. Peter said, what you're seeing and what you're hearing He said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, that God had said he's going to pour out a spirit in the last days. Speaking in tongues is what he was referencing here. Because they were wondering what was going on. They heard them speaking in tongues. Peter said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. My question to you—that it's going to be very redundant by the end of the program—but was there anybody speaking in tongues at your church today? You see, um, this—I, uh, you know, you know—I—I I, I really want to be—I—I I I just hope everybody listens to the whole program tonight. I, I really do. I hope you don't just shut me off, or I hope you listen. Because some people say, well, this this experience that they had to get the church started ended when the apostles died. There are people that say that. Because it's not happening in their church today. And so they're trying to come up with a reason why it's not happening. But that's not true. Because if you continue reading on in the book of Acts, uh, Peter keeps preaching. And finally, people are getting under conviction. They're feeling uh, the power of God. They're feeling what's going on. They cry out to Peter and to the rest of the apostles in verse 37, men and brethren, what shall we do? Like, what are we supposed to do about this? Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And we aren't going to talk about that tonight. But he said, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost For the promise is unto you, to your children, and to all that are afar off, that's us, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. This Holy Spirit baptism, this prophecy that Peter was referencing from the book of Joel, is for us today. Did it happen in your church today? And if it did not, I have a question. Why? Why? Well, I can tell you why, if you want me to. Because if it's not promoted, and if it's not known about, there's a good chance it won't happen. And I can prove that in the scripture, and I will prove it in the scripture tonight. You know, um, Jesus Jesus said... Uh, he was in his hometown in Matthew thirteen fifty eight, And the Bible says he did not many mighty works there. And it didn't say because he had a grudge against the people in his hometown. And it didn't say because he had run out of power. Uh, it didn't say that, uh, that he uh, had a bad day. But it says he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. And I think there are people that don't believe in the power of God. Like at the Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, I'll tell you what happened in our church today. We started our service out. We had our Sunday school. We did some teaching. We came into our worship service. People were worshiping the Lord, praising the Lord out loud. There were people there that had an anticipation to see God do something. The preacher who was not me today preached about that you in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 he preached you shall receive power after the holy ghost is come upon you. And he preached that message and at the end of the message he said is there anyone here that wants to receive the baptism of the holy spirit? And there were several people that came forward And by the time that service was over, three of those people, for sure, and maybe more, I don't know for sure, had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit just like the day of Pentecost. For we heard them speak with other tongues. What happened in your church today? And let me ask you this, does that ever happen in your church on any day? You know, uh, there there is a story, and I've told it so many times that I'm sure everybody's sick of it that goes to our church, but maybe you haven't heard it. There was a, a, a man, an a oil field worker in Dickinson, North Dakota, and he was hungry. Man, he had got off work. He had worked a 14-hour shift, and he came to a restaurant in Dickinson. And in the restaurant, they handed him a menu, and in the menu, he saw a... um he saw a steak dinner, and a picture of it looked mouth-watering. In fact, I'm really hungry right now. It sounds really good. I, I miss supper. Well, this steak, the waitress came, and he told her, I want this steak, and I want it medium-rare with the baked potato and the side salad. And the waitress said, Well, sorry, sir, but we don't offer that steak anymore could i get you something else and he said well just go go away and then I'll come back in a in a minute so he looked she went away and she came back in a minute and he said i want this four piece chicken dinner and with the mashed potatoes and the gravy and the green beans that's what i want a cup of coffee and she said well we're sorry sir uh but we don't offer that here anymore and he said uh okay He said, well, just give me a hamburger and fries. And she said, "Uh, we're sorry, sir, but we don't offer that here anymore. And he said, what do you offer here? And she said, well, we have a menu. Now, that's not a true story. But you can go to churches today in Dickinson, and you can be looking for healing, and they say that, God doesn't do that anymore. You can be looking for deliverance, and maybe they'll give you the phone number to the local AA or NA meeting. You can you can ask them. We I would like to be filled with the Holy Spirit like they were on the day of Pentecost, and they say, "Well, uh, we don't have that anymore. We've got the Bible, the menu, but we don't offer anything that's in it." What happened at your church today? Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. I got a lot of texts to read here.
4: Now, way back in the country, in the woods of Illinois, back where Abraham Lincoln used to run as a boy, every Sunday night you can follow the crowd to that Pentecost church on the outskirts of town. Isles are white running seats are coming. I'll show you how we have church out here in the country. Mm-hmm. Well, we kick things off with a little bit of prayer, next thing you notice, there'll be hands in the air, a little praise and worship, Lord, it goes a long way when you're lifting your. boy. My life's been changed When I was baptized in Jesus' name Now that's the way we have changed
2: your truck because the road to our church is not bumpy. Uh, right now we're located at 105 7th Avenue West but only for three more weeks because three weeks from today Lord willing we'll be having our first service what used to be the top floor of the Elks building we uh, purchased that and um, and in three weeks from today Lord willing will be it'll be set up as a church and um, the, in the first Part of that setup, it'll hold 300 people, but we can expand it to hold about 450. And uh, you talk about excited, man! I have got—I I know I mentioned it last week—but I have got so much energy right now that I haven't had—I don't think for years. I'm just so excited. I mean, I'm just so fired up. It's coming together. Got some painting to do and some carpet to put down, and and then the chairs need to come in. But we're excited about what God's doing here in Dickinson. But not only that, but we've got a daughter work in in Beach, North Dakota, that meets at 7.30 on Tuesday nights at the Beach Community Center, and soon we are going to have a daughter work in Bowman, North Dakota, probably with maybe a couple months from now, maybe three months from now, start having services there. So we're excited about that. Our goal and our plan is to start Pentecostal Churches, all over western north dakota that's what our goal is we've got a daughter work out in pennsylvania that's kind of a weird deal but we're going to claim them cuz i i love those people but uh, they're 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 not getting much help from me but they're sure doing a great job out there hopefully lord willing we'll get to see them here in a month they're listening tonight we're talking about the question is what happened in your church today was there people healed? Was there, was there people speaking in tongues? Was there, was there people? Uh, were there people that were uh, delivered from alcohol or drug addiction? Uh, were there families and homes put back together in your church today? <clears throat> because these are the things that are supposed to happen in church. You know, uh, Pentecostal people believe in the power of God, and if your church is not experiencing that. I believe that you're like the people I was talking about before that last song. They they have the menu, but for some reason can't get anything on the menu. You know, um, we had a situation here two weeks ago. A lady from our Bismarck Pentecostal Church, her name is Lori. In the middle of the night, she had a heart attack, and she quit breathing, and her heart quit working. Her husband couldn't get it going with CPR. The um the paramedics couldn't get her going. They um they were doing CPR all the way to the hospital. They tried the paddles four times. They couldn't get her heart going. But there were Pentecostal people praying. And she got to the hospital and her heart started going. But she was unconscious. And the hospital, wisely, and of course, uh, the medical field did a great job here also, but they kept her in a coma, you know, an induced coma, and they kept her body very cold. When they got into that hospital, she was in a coma for, I think, uh, two days, maybe, maybe, maybe it was longer than that, an induced coma. But and we were all praying, but there was the fear that she wouldn't have either any brain activity or she would have lost a lot of her brain ability. And I saw her yesterday in a church service in Bismarck walking around loving God. She was all there. That's what happens in our church. What's happening in your church today? Is it just a form of religion that denies the power is it just a bunch of tradition? Is is your church a museum that talks about what God used to do? Like over here we have this exhibit where God used to heal people. Over here we have this exhibit where God used to deliver people. Is that what your church is? Is it a museum that talks about, has different exhibits that talk about what God used to do? You know, um. Years ago, I was teaching a Bible study to one of my good friends. His name was Mark. Mark was a Sunday school teacher in another church. And by the way, it was a church that did not believe in the power of God. Mark was co-teaching with another Sunday school teacher, and they were discussing with the children the story about how Jesus walked on the water. The teacher that was helping Mark teach said, Now, we know that there are a lot of sandbars and sand dunes under the the Sea of Galilee. And so when Jesus was walking on the water, he was probably just walking on like a sand dune under the water. (coughs) Why in the world would you say that? I mean, why in the world would you discount the miracles in the Bible? Do you know that over 50% of protestant ministers don't believe in the virgin birth. They think it was just kind of made up to make it the story a little more dramatic. You see the reason they don't believe in the virgin birth is cuz they don't believe you know do you know that the god is dead movement was not started by satanists but it was started by theologians Get away from these churches that don't believe in the power of God. One of my good friends, his name is Dale. He's a pastor now in Minnesota. He was so hungry for God. And one day he visited a church. It was a church that didn't believe in the power of God. He sat there in the pew all, all by himself. He he didn't even know where to go to church. But he had told God, if, if if you help me, he said, I'll try to find you. He was in this church and he was crying. And people walked by him at the end of the service and kind of stared at him and pretended not to see him. because Not because they weren't good people, but they didn't know what to do to help him. Pastor Bob, I, you know, you, people say, Pastor Bob, you think Jesus can fix anything, don't you? And I'm like, yep, I believe that. You got a drug addiction problem? Jesus can fix it. You got a marriage problem Jesus can fix it. you full of cancer? yep Jesus can heal it. you got pancreatic cancer Jesus can heal it now i I know that we're going to all die sometimes and, and God isn't going to heal everybody. I understand that <coughs> we've got there's God's will in this but do you see miracles in your church? I've got a daughter that's listening to me right now. She texted me, and she said um, uh, she was wondering who received the baptism of the Holy Spirit in our church today, and so I told her. But my daughter, when she was a little girl, the doctors told us that she had an incurable heart disease. It was called, at that time, cardiomyopathy. Her heart was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And they told us, your daughter won't live to be much past two. The heart doctor we had was a tremendous doctor. His name was Katrapo in in, uh, Bismarck. He told us (coughs) that your daughter, she won't live to be very old, and she'll be on this heart medication all of her life. But to make a long story short, when my daughter was two years old, that same doctor said there's no sense her being on this heart medication anymore. (coughs) There's nothing wrong with her heart. And that daughter now is, I think she just turned 38 years old. (coughs) She's got three kids that are pretty much growing up. Why am I telling you that? Because that's what happens at our church. Carl from Michigan said, um, Carl from Michigan said that he, uh, at his church today, he said the Holy Ghost came through our church today, and I believe everybody was speaking in tongues, running laps around the church. (laughs) Even the old grandmas, Carl, were they running laps? Somebody just gave me another report of a, a lady that was refilled at our church today. I didn't even know about it. She just texted me this. What happens at your church? What goes on in your services? Do these signs? Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe they shall speak with new tongues. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover you see i'm I'm trying to make you hungry for it. I'm trying to make you wonder why. You know, I grew up, (coughs) I didn't go to church a lot, but I was bored out of my mind. I started dating my wife. She went to a different church, (coughs) or my girlfriend at that time. I went with her. (coughs) I was bored to death. The first time I was in a Pentecostal church, and that's a long story how I got there. I'll tell you this, I was not bored. I was there probably two hours, and I I didn't even know I was there ten minutes. Why? Because I felt the power of God, felt the presence of God. The only thing the New Life Pentecostal Church has going for it is the Spirit of God and the truth of God's Word. That's all we got. Now, we've got a real fancy new building now. That's kind of neat. We've certainly got some good musicians and some awful friendly people. But those, thats you can find churches all over town that have good musicians and friendly people. And good people. You know, I I hope you understand. I'm not taking pot shots at people. I'm just saying, if your church doesn't have this going on, why doesn't it? Ask your pastor. Pastor, how come we don't have people speaking in tongues in our church? Because the early church did. Play a quick song, Abe. I'm going to catch up on these, and we're going to come back, kind of wrap this thing up. You're listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Be my personal Savior
5: My faith He'd come into my heart But I couldn't really know for sure And I remember that Bible study To teach me about the Trinity They said it was beyond my reach In fact, it was an unexplainable mystery I think I got more than they told me about I think I got more than they told me about I think I got more than they told me about I think I got more than they told me me. They said that slowly I would grow Gradually I would reduce my sinning Nobody's perfect, they said nervously Even if there's no change, you're still winning And the religion professor at the university Said the day of miracles had ended Things were different now Not so spectacular That emotional stuff Had been transcended I think I got more than they told me about I think I got more than they told me about I think I got more than they told me about I think I got more than they told me about. Thank God there's more than what they told me about. I think I got more than they told me about. I'm glad there's more to get than what they told me about. I think I got more than they told me about. I think I got more than they told me about, I
2: think I got more than they told me about. That's a crazy song. I think they, I think I got more than they told me about. Let me just kind of wrap up. You're listening to the tell it like it is show. This is a live program, unless you're listening to it on the podcast later. But right now we are, what is it? Uh, January 27th or 28th Sunday. And we're uh, listening. You're listening live. And thank you for all the texting and the emails and um, the uh, everything that um, I mean, people supporting this program as far as listening to it. You know, certainly we don't ask for any money here. Uh, that's not what we're going to do here. Our church pays for this time. And okay, turn me up just a little bit there. KDX um, has been so great to us and generous to us. The... Uh, I said, I've I got to get back to this before I finish this program. I said I can prove to you that that the Holy Ghost baptism comes usually where there are Holy Ghost believers. And, of course, if that day of Pentecost baptism happens, and it can happen, it, it, the Holy Ghost baptism can happen in a Baptist church or, or a Catholic church. It can. It really can. And thank God it does, because the Holy Ghost is given to lead us into all truth. But there are scriptures that point to the fact that people who are hungry for God needed to be around Holy Ghost-filled people. Like, for instance, in Acts chapter 9, we read the story of Saul of Tarsus, who eventually, his name was changed to Paul, the Apostle Paul. Saul of Tarsus was was struck down on the Damascus road by Jesus himself. And he was told to go to to Damascus and and it will be told you what you must do. So, So now he's blind, he gets to Damascus and a man named Ananias found him because God told Ananias to go find him. He entered into the house in Acts 9 and 17, and he put his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, has sent me that thou might receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And that's exactly what happened to Saul at that point. Why? Because a Holy Ghost believer was in the room. (coughs) We read in Acts chapter 10. Here we read about a man named Cornelius, who was a very good man, a very sincere man, a very godly man. I mean, he was he was a, a great, great man, Cornelius. He was well-respected by his family. He had a walk with God. He was, I mean, Cornelius was a, a great, great man. He would have fit well in any church, most any church except a Pentecostal church. Why? Because Cornelius had not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit yet. And so in Acts chapter ten, God arranged for Peter to go meet Cornelius. And he and Cornelius gathered his whole family and friends around. And the Bible said Peter began to preach, and while Peter yet spoke these words, while he was preaching, in Acts 10 44, The Holy Ghost, or the Holy Spirit, fell on them which heard the word. For they heard them speak with tongues, magnify God. Right in Cornelius' home, they had a Pentecostal church service. Why? Because Peter was there. I told the people at the jail, when you get out of this jail, you need to get to a church where the power of God is. Not some dead, dry traditional religion, but you need to come to a church where the power of God is. I've got a friend, and I'll be careful how I say this, but this friend of mine, for particular reasons, didn't feel like he could go to a Pentecostal church anymore. And I'm not going to say any more than that. He's a good friend of mine, but it was family reasons, and he didn't feel like he could go to a Pentecostal church. I asked him one day, because he was attending another church, that doesn't believe in this power of God. I said, where will you bring people that have a drug addiction problem like you used to have so they can get help? And he told me, I'll send them to your church, Because that's where the power of God is. You know, um, I was having a Bible study. My wife and I were having a Bible study with a Ukrainian Catholic couple. Nice couple. I asked them, because they love the Ukrainian Catholic Church, but they realized that it was different than what we had. I asked them, where will you bring people that need to know Jesus? And this is what he told me. I'm going to bring them over to your house. The Pentecostal experience is for you. It's for you. If you want it, it's for you. And there are people at the New Life Pentecostal Church that can help you receive it. You say, Oh, I don't need any help, just God to help me. Well,. I can read you another example. Acts chapter 19 and verse 6. There were some disciples there, disciples of John the Baptist, good people. Love the Word of God, love the law of God. But when the Apostle Paul came to them, he asked them a question. He said, Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? They said, This is Acts chapter 19. We haven't heard about any Holy Spirit. Paul said, well, How were you baptized? And they told him, and he rebaptized them in the name of the Lord Jesus. And in verse 6, it said, When Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. All 12 of them did. What happened in your church today? Did anybody receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? I'll tell you, if there's a pastor from Dickinson listening to me today, I'm not asking you to join my church. I'm just asking you to preach the gospel. I'm asking you to seek after this baptism of the Holy Spirit. You know, um, I know that there are pastors that are so hungry for God, they're not Pentecostal, that have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, even though the churches they belong to don't even believe in it the great azusa street revival that happened out in california in 19 the early 1900s there were pastors from all over the world from all over the united states for sure that heard about god was what god was doing in this this uh, mission they came and received the baptism of the holy spirit and that sparked a tremendous tremendous holy spirit revival that we are still feeling the effects of today that's what's supposed to happen in church and holy ghost believers holy spirit filled believers can help you mark chapter 2 we read the story about a man there was there was there were Jesus was speaking in the city and there were people there was four men that had a friend that was paralyzed from palsy and these four men said, we're going to take our friend to Jesus. They got there. They couldn't get in the door. It was so crowded. So apparently the house was built on a, in, into a hill or something. So they crawled up on the roof. <clears throat> they cut a hole in the roof. They lowered their friend down. Jesus healed their friend. And this is what the Bible said. When Jesus saw their faith. Whose faith? The faith of the four friends. You need to get around some people that have some faith. You need to get around some people that can believe God. You know, you, you got, you've got a problem. Maybe, maybe you're, you're hooked on opiates. You know, you're hooked on prescription pain pills. I mean, that's an epidemic in our country right now. And you can't kick it. And you're thinking of joining a treatment program. Come to our church on Wednesday night first. We'll pray for you. God is a God that can can heal still today. He can God can do more in 5 minutes than I can do in 50 days talking. God, you know, it's not my philosophy. You know, uh, there's a man listening to me from Michigan right now. It it wasn't my philosophy that changed his life. It was the power of God that changed his life. You know, um, this is the "Tell It Like It Is" show. I'm going to let Abe give out some information tonight, and uh, and we're going to kind of close this thing up.
0: This is "Tell It Like It Is" radio broadcast. And if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can text Pastor Bob Simons at seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two, or you can email him. His email is robertsimons fifty eight at gmail dot com. And on Tuesday night, we have a church service in Beach at the Beach Community Center and that's at 7.30. Wednesday night we have a service in Dickinson at the New Life Pentecostal Church and it's at 7.30 as well. That's on 105 7th Avenue West right here in Dickinson. And Sunday morning we have a Sunday school at 10 o'clock a.m. and a worship service at 11 o'clock a.m.
2: Thank you, Abe, and um appreciate that. I'm going to pray for our listening audience before we close this program out. Lord Jesus, pray, Lord, for who's listening tonight. God, there are people maybe listening that are so hungry for this baptism of your spirit, Lord, and I, I pray that you'll help them to for us to meet them and lead them to us, God. Show them, Lord, that this is something that happens today That there, that we can't, not only just learn about God but we can actually know you and have an experience with you a real experience just like they did in in the book of Acts I I pray tonight that you just help us help dispel the doubt that's out there and the people that are saying it doesn't happen anymore God I I just pray that you just do a work in the name of Jesus Jesus name thank you for listening and uh, we are getting ready to close out another tell it like it is radio show And so thankful that you that you are listening tonight. And I am, I feel honored that you'd listen to this. Uh, Tune in next Sunday night for another Tell It Like It Is show at 8.06 Mountain Time. Until then, hope to see you in church. God bless you. Good night.
6: You have put your